Hi, everyone. It's Gracie with Self Care with Gracie. Welcome back. Today I have a, a, a really special guest. Um, her name is Beth Hardy, and um, Beth is a um, specializes in the birth world. So I'm going I'm to introduce her in a second, but first I just want to say hi, Beth. Hi. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. And I, I know Beth I, because I know Beth's father, J.D., and uh, J.D. and I went through the integral training um, facilitator training a couple years ago in Salt Lake City, and we met up three different times over the course of nine months in Salt Lake City, and every time J.D. was like, you have to meet my daughter, Beth. <laughs> she is a doula. She, is, she does amazing things. She's a music therapist. And it never worked out for us to meet in person, but when I got pregnant, J.D. again came on and was like, you have to talk to Beth. You have to know about Beth's work. And he sent me Beth's um, blog about her birth story. And um, it, it was just such a, it was like one of my first accounts of like really reading through. And it was a really beautiful account of like what happens in a birth that you're so intentional about and then things happen that you're not expecting. And really great photographs. And it just, it really brought me into that, to that world. And so I, when I was thinking about guests, to have for uh, this new exploration that I've been going on in my life of becoming a mother and getting ready to give birth here at the end of August. I, I was excited when Beth agreed to be on the show. So I'm going to read from Beth's bio here, and it says, Beth Hardy is a board-certified music therapist, a birth and postpartum doula living in Salt Lake City, Utah. She specializes in helping expecting parents to incorporate music into their pregnancy, labor, birth, and postpartum period in order to have a deep connection with their baby and a more satisfying birth experience. Beth writes womb songs for parents, which are original one-of-a-kind songs that use the parents' exact words to convey their love, hopes, and dreams for their unborn baby. Beth works with parents all over the country via Skype to help them write womb songs for their babies. And um, so, Beth, thank you for being here. Absolutely, and, I'm excited. Yeah, I'd like. I would really love to hear um, how you this, how you ended up doing what you do. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who writes music for pregnancies and for expectant <laughs> parents. I think it's yeah. really it's really beautiful. And to tell a little bit more of your own story of, of how you started to combine all these interests together. Absolutely. So I um, I became a music therapist. I've been practicing uh, since about 2008. And I always have been a really musical person, just in general. I've always loved music and knew I wanted to do something in the music world as my career. And ended up going to college at a music school in Boston. It's called Berklee College of Music. And while I was there, I learned about music therapy as a possibility. And I was really, really blown away with the possibility of using music as a healing mechanism with people in all walks of life. So I work, currently I work with like, like you had said, with writing songs for parents with their babies. I work in the birth world, in the labor room, using music. I work with adults with cancer. I work with Alzheimer's uh, facilities. I work with teens at risk. So I have a lot of different little um, contract jobs here and there. But music therapy is so special because it, it really does apply to pretty much everyone across the board. Um, and so I've been a music therapist for, for that long, since 2008, and I've always also really been interested in birth. Um, no particular reason. It's just been a passion of mine. Ever since I was little, I remember pulling my mom's uh, copy of Ina May's spiritual midwifery book off the shelf, and it's all worn and old and, like, soft, and it has these amazing black and white photos of all these super long-haired, you know, 1970s, 
uh, hippies that were living on the farm, giving birth naturally. And I just remember looking through that book and all the pictures and being blown away that, like, this is what birth looks like and could look like. And um, so ever since I was little, that's been kind of my view of birth, that it's this beautiful, natural, like, process that can happen. And, and so I learned probably about five years ago or so that, that there was actually a thing a training that I could take to incorporate music therapy into labor and delivery. And it's called music therapy assisted childbirth. And I took this training and I was like, Oh my God, I can, I can actually combine the two things that I love most in the world, which are music and birth. And so I've been doing that ever since I am a doula. Like you said, I'm a postpartum doula and also a birth doula. And so I work with parents throughout pregnancy all the way to postpartum period. And, and I help them to incorporate music into their labor and birth and use music as a tool that they can access to help them to really bond with their baby prenatally and during birth and, and postpartum. So it's a really special thing, and like you said, it's pretty unique. Um, there, there are definitely other doulas out there who are also music therapists and do this work, but it's a very small group of us um, here in the U.S. So, um, and then the womb song writing that I do, the original songs that I write, that's something that I've just more recently started to do over the past year or two, and it's super special. I really love talking to parents about it, and, and maybe we can talk more about it in the next couple minutes as we chat, but um, it's just one of my passions to, to help parents to express themselves in song. It's, it's a pretty unique thing to do. So. Mm. Well, first I have to say that um, of all the birth books, birth preparation books that I've been reading, Spiritual Bidwifery is by far my favorite and the most <laughs> inspiring one where I went, that was the book that helped me to feel less terrified about giving birth. Yes, and more totally. like, wow, this is a really natural process and that really like to help me trust the process of, of my own body and the contractions themselves and the support of the people in the room. So I'm, I'm, it's cool to know that that's also what helped to spark your inspiration. Yeah, totally. It's a great book. Anime, yeah. <laughs> and well, can you like walk us through a little bit of what it is to use music in a birthing situation because like, I've heard of like birth playlists before but like yeah. what do you what do you how do you help clients figure out like what to listen to how do you how do you bring it in and how have you seen it help clients definitely so I start working with my clients usually when they're in their second or third trimester is when they find me and hire me and I meet with them prenatally. And what I do basically is I do a lot of kind of sleuthing and research about them and what I talk to them about their music preferences and do a really long kind of questionnaire about their music preferences so that I really, really get a good feel for what music they find helpful, what music they love, what music means something to them. We all have songs, right, that in our lives that are like the song that you think of when, oh, I want to feel this emotion or I want to remember this experience. I'm going to put on this particular song. And so I want to know those particular particular songs. Um, I also want to know songs that are difficult for people to listen to or that spark emotions that might be negative, might bring up a, 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 a bad memory or something like that, so that I, I don't put those specific songs on their playlist. So once I kind of get a feel for their, their music preferences, I put together personalized playlists for, those, for them, my clients um, that really kind of flow and change with the labor process. So the playlist that a client might listen to at the very beginning of labor when they're in early labor and they're still 
really walking around and having fun and just like excited and feeling, you know, stoked that their baby's going to be here soon. Those playlists are going to be much different than the playlists that are going to be on during transition or pushing or the, the actual birth of their baby. And so I have playlists that I, I give all my clients um, up to probably about 15 to 20 different playlists that they get no matter what. And they can use those if they want to. They don't have to. But I kind of explain to them when, on, when in labor might be a good idea to put on different playlists. And then I create a couple of personalized playlists just for them as well with their personal preferences of music. Um, typically, I'm working with my clients also as their doula during this time. And so I'm actually the one at the birth that can be putting the music on at the time that I feel like might be appropriate or even turning the music off for a while if it doesn't seem like it's helping or changing the playlist if it needs to be changed, things like that. Um, But I do work with people all over the U.S. and actually all over the world via Skype or FaceTime. And so I can do this process with people that don't live in Utah. And I just won't be able to be there in person to put on the music. So it's up to them, their particular birth team, their partner, their doula, whoever, to be able to put the music on. And um, and so that's kind of the process that I do. It's I don't do live music typically at, at births. Um, occasionally I will use my voice with a client if they are also you know, vocalizing or using their voice. Um, but typically it's more recorded music that, that I give to them and help them to, to practice with it prenatally too so they really get a feel for how to use the music to help them. Um, and like you said, there are, there are birth playlists out there that have been created that are kind of a one-size-fits-all, like here are the playlists that you should put on for your birth kind of a thing. I think those are awesome for certain situations, but I feel like part of what makes my services unique and what I think is really special about specifically music therapy assisted childbirth is that I'm putting playlists together that are very specific for this particular client. So I find that there is no one-size-fits-all birth. There's no one-size-fits-all birth playlist. So it needs to be unique and it needs to fit this client and be able to change and flow with their labor. Um, There's always twists and turns with labor. It never is a straight line typically. And so to be able to flow and move with that and change the music accordingly is one of the main things that makes my services kind of what they are and makes them unique. Mm. I love it. It's, it's so different. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet it makes a lot of sense because I, I think about so many different ceremonies and rites of passages and rituals that we go through in cultures, especially like weddings, you know, where we're like, we, this is, songs that we play at a wedding this is our song that we're coming out to and we use music as a way to um maybe go to places where words or movements wouldn't necessarily go and i'd love to hear your thoughts on that of why music is most important but i I don't think that that's something that people talk about widely during birth like i have heard of birth playlists before and then something else that came to mind is um I, I am a yoga teacher. I've taught yoga for a long time. And just how important I find the playlist for creating mood in a yoga class. And, and I think that comes from the experience of being in yoga classes where people play music which doesn't feel like where I'm at in the practice yeah. and how jarring that can be as well. So um, I'm curious, like, how, how you think what music accesses during a birth situation that other things couldn't access. And then how do you kind of intuit the right um, – mood to set with the music Mm -hmm. so yeah I think um, like you said music has a really interesting way of kind of getting into the parts of us that other things can't always get into like words I think 
using music during birth, the whole, what I'm kind of trying to do and the point of using it is to get the, the birthing parent or the birthing mom to kind of go out of her thinking brain and into her feeling and intuitive brain and really get into the zone. It's hard to kind of explain what that zone is, but it's just like the zone where she's working really hard, she's really focused, she's calm and, and determined and feeling um, like she's not thinking about, you know, what groceries to buy next week. She's not thinking about what the lyrics of this song might remind her of. And so a lot of the music I use is instrumental music. I don't use a lot of lyric music specifically because I don't want any of those lyrics to bring her out of her birthing mind and back into her kind of logical thinking mind. Um, and so my whole my whole point is to create that mood, like you said in your yoga classes, like to create a mood that feels um, comforting, that feels familiar. I always have my clients practice with the music in the weeks and months before they actually have their child so that they feel really familiar with these playlists so that when they, that song comes on that they were, have listened to every single night for the past two months, let's say, their body already knows, oh, this is how I relax to this song. This is what I do. I, I fall asleep to this song every night or whatnot. And so they, they already have that instinctual, easy way to relax to the music. Um, like I said, I use mostly instrumental music because I find that um, the music has to create a specific feel and mood. And so you asked, you know, how do I know what music to put on when and when to change the playlist? A lot of that comes from my training as a music therapist. And so um, it's kind of another reason that, like, a, just a generic playlist may not fit always because the music might not always fit with the mood. And so, you know, I have a lot of experience in training in figuring out, you know, what a client is telling me non-verbally. What are they showing me? Um, what is their body language saying? How are they breathing? How are things shifting? What does the, their face look like? You know, what are the words they might be saying? Um, things like that where I can kind of intuit from that, okay, I think this seems to be working really well for them. Or it looks like things aren't working so well and they need to shift. You know, they're stuck somewhere emotionally or they're having maybe some fear or something like that is coming up. So how can I help them through this? So maybe changing the playlist might be something that really helps to switch someone from a mindset um, of fear into a mindset of like, oh, I'm determined, I can do this, you know. Um, so I think it's partially just my training as a music therapist that helps me to do that. I think it's also just my personality as someone who I feel like I'm a pretty, like, I can read people pretty well. I try to, I, I try to at least, I think I can, um, to, to kind of see what people are, are telling me without using their words. Um, so that's a lot of it. It's just kind of my gut feeling and my intuition. Mm-hmm. Sounds like your emotional intelligence. Yeah, totally. Which is what it, it sounds like you're helping these these laboring mothers really step into as well. Is like how to turn off the thinking brain and really trust the 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 those other more like embodied sensations. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, I, th- I feel like that's one of my bigger fears around labor is that I'm going to get into my brain, um, which I'm sure will happen. <laughs> like that will become the work for me in a lot of ways is to get to get out of out of that. Um, so I, I that was that came to mind when you were saying that. Like, what's what is hard when the mother is is in her thinking brain? Because I'm thinking of people who are listening out there who are maybe not going to become mothers um, for a variety of reasons, but maybe that they know what it's like to get stuck in the thinking brain and how that um, that can kind of slow life down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what is why is the point to get out of the thinking brain while while going through like 
a big transition such as labor. I think it's important for us to trust that our bodies know what to do in certain situations, like labor, for instance. Um, And even if we've never done it before, even if you're a first-time mom, um, there is some sort of inherent wisdom, I feel like, in our bodies. And so I'm not trying to, like, bash the thinking brain. Like, I feel like it's really important that we also can think and make decisions. And, you know, there might be a certain time in labor where you might need to really make a decision of, like, oh, things are changing. We need to talk about this and decide what to do. And that's totally awesome. And I I think that's really important. And I think that there comes a time, I think, in every labor where the laboring mom has to let go and allow herself to ride this huge wave that's happening. And... I mean, at least that's my experience as a doula and as a mom myself. Like, there comes a point where you have to kind of let go of that thinking brain, um, whether or not you want to. I think often it depends on that, um, you know, if you're having a, an unmedicated birth, it might be, you might go into that uh, kind of birthing mind a little faster because your body is having sensations that are taking you there and you can really feel, you know, your body contracting and things moving around and um, your your labor progressing. Um, but even if a mom has a birth that is using pain medications, even if a mom has a surgical birth, a C-section, I feel like music can be so helpful at that time, specifically because if she's listening to one of these playlists that she's listened to for months before and become familiar with, this is one of her main coping mechanisms at this point, to feel calm, to feel connected to her baby. And um, if a C-section is what's happening, there's always a chance that the mom might start to feel disconnected, like she's suddenly, um, you know, having the kind of birth that maybe she didn't plan on and feeling disconnected from her baby. And so putting on a specific song that is like her song with her baby, like her main song, maybe it's a womb song that I've written for them, maybe it's a song that she's already, that's already been recorded out there that she loves, putting that on during the process of having a C-section can allow that mom to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm about to have a baby. Like, this is about to happen. This baby exists and it's about to be in my arms and how do I feel about that and just to be in that space um, can be really really helpful so I don't even know if I answered your question I feel like I got off on a chance yeah yeah it's great yeah as I listen I'm like oh it it feels to me it's like control like yeah yeah we want to be especially when we're not feeling when we're in unfamiliar territory which it could be in the birthing world it could be um also just in making a change or taking a step in a direction we haven't gone before like our our like fear will come up and our need to be in control and I, I i see this a lot with my clients of like you know kind of wanting to hold on with one hand and kind of wanting to let go at the same time totally <laughs> And that we need, like, I think the thing that's so scary about letting go is that we are afraid nothing will hold us. Mm-hmm. And to, to like, like, have something like music, to me, feels yeah. like that could hold us. Like, there's, there's, like, a, I've been thinking a lot lately. I've been moving, like, get pregnant and moving and moving with my partner and so many huge changes and feeling really out of control and really finding that the thing that helps me is beauty. And that's, yeah. like, you know, just, a painting or a walk in nature or an incredible piece of music like all of that somehow is there's there's a John O'Donohue poem or book that where he writes about beauty and the idea is is that beauty can help us like the beauty helps us transition and so 
Yeah, that, that idea that, like, we need something to hold us in those moments. And, like, music is this just very deeply ancestral, almost, um, yeah. practice that we have of sharing beauty with each other. Yeah, that's funny you say holding, because I feel like that's a lot of what I'm doing is holding space for people as they labor. And the music creates a container. It creates a bubble of familiarity, of safety, of comfort, where this mom and her partner, you know, they can move through this process together. And having that music on, it's actually fascinating to, to see what happens because if it's off, if the room is quiet and they're in a the hospital, let's just say, you know, there's beeping machines, there's heart rate monitors, there's people walking down the hall that are maybe chatting, there's people coming in and out of the room. There's just sounds that come with that environment. Whereas if the music is on, um, it almost blocks out some of that extraneous noise and makes the environment feel just a little bit like cozier and a little bit more like familiar um, where she can within that safe container of music that she's familiar with and that she particularly loves um, she can allow herself then to let go as she needs to and to move through the birth process so I think like you said, with any, any situation of life, I think to have music that you're particularly, that resonates with you personally and that feels like a safe music to put on whenever you need to like let go and kind of process some things or allow yourself to be vulnerable, to have that music on in the background can just kind of be a container to hold all of that energy. So I love it for that reason. Oh, that's great. And yeah, yeah I'm thinking last, last night, right, so I've had a month of baby showers. Um, <laughs> three, three out of these weekends in June have had baby showers. I had a huge family one yesterday where my partner's family was in town and my whole family was here. And we got home at like 9 o'clock last night. We were both catatonic. We just were so like overstimulated. Yep. And we are like, do we want to watch TV? We like, couldn't figure out what we needed in that moment. And I, I put on this like really, this album I've been loving lately by Valerie June and just her voice is so incredible. Um, but we just like both sat down. We both started crying. <laughs> It was like we just had we had so much like emotional release that needed to happen that we didn't know how to let happen. Yeah. Um, but the music did it, it gave us that container to like process the emotions that we needed to be going through in that moment of like whoa this is a huge transition and we're getting really having to like open ourselves up and so yeah that maybe that for those listening out there that that if you are going through a big transition to like think about consciously creating a little music womb for yourself every now and again, we're like, we're just going to like go rest in this womb and listen to this music. Yeah, totally. A music womb. I love that. Exactly. (laughs) I'm a really huge fan of creating playlists. Like I have Spotify on my phone. Um, and I use it all the time, just at the end of a day where I'm, like, stressed out or I've had a long day. I'm like, oh, what would I like to listen to right now? And I throw together, you know, a 10-song, like, end-of-the-day playlist that's just, like, I need to relax and unwind. And I, I love that because then I can – that's now it's in my collection and I can listen to it anytime I need to. Um, so to have specific music at specific times, you know, for our mood or our life is really important, I think. Mm. Well, because well, you've gone through this process, like, in, in the past year of having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And so what what was it like for you to, like, kind of, like, having been on one side of that, of creating these playlists and going through yeah. it, and then to actually go through it yourself, and how did the music in those oh moments so affect funny you? how you, you should ask, because, yeah, so I spent probably, like, probably my entire pregnancy, you know, looking at music and making the perfect playlist and making the playlist that I thought was going to be like, you know, I had multiple, I had probably 15 different playlists 
of you know early labor folky, early labor dancey, early labor reggae, like you know pushing songs, transition songs, like all these things that I think are awesome, and I listen to them all the time as I was pregnant. And then, of course, as I go into labor, like the day before or something like that that I went into labor, I just happened to find some playlist on Spotify that was already created by Spotify, and it was like yoga, like relaxing yoga music or something like that. And that was the playlist I listened to for my entire labor. And <laughs> I just was like, all I want is this playlist. I don't even forget the other ones. And my, my husband was like, wait, but what about the, this one? And what about this one? I'm like, no, no, no. All I want is this yoga music. I don't want anything else. And so I listened to this on repeat. I feel horrible for my birth team. Like they just listened to the same songs over and over for like probably 30 hours, literally. Um, but for me, that's all I, all I wanted. It was this space that got created for me in this, this cocoon, like you said, like a womb of, of music. And I found it to be so helpful. And my labor, you know, it had a lot of twists and turns in it that were unexpected. And so I ended up, um, I know I had a, a planned a home birth and ended up transferring into the hospital after a very, very long labor, ended up eventually getting a C-section. And I remember specifically um, laying on the operating table and having a very specific song playing in my ear over and over on repeat. Um, and it, I can even tell you what it was. It was a Deva Primal song, and it's called mm. Om Mitra. Oh, gosh, I need to pull it up, actually. I'll, I'll tell you in a second what it was. Um, but that I, love, I love Deva. I just want to say that. Yeah. Her voice is so healing. Ooh, it's yeah. so beautiful. And I don't even know. Like, this one song, it just kept... It was on my playlist every night that I listened to, and I just found it to be so meaningful. And I didn't even know what the words meant. And I just felt like it was powerful for me. Um, and so, anyway, that was playing for me as I had my C-section. And it just it helped me to feel safe. You know, it helped me to feel like, you know, it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay, even though this is not what I planned or expected. It's, it's all going to be okay. So it was really powerful for me. Wow. Well, it's, it's really using, you know, practicing what you've been teaching, which is, yeah, it's so I funny know for myself. It, yeah. Go on. Go ahead. Oh, just for I myself, like, like, it just shows about... me that, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it shows me that, you. like, I never know what my clients are going to need, you know, and even if we plan and prepare certain playlists during labor, things are going to shift potentially and they might want something else and to be able to go with the flow is really important and to let go of any sort of like expectation or preconceived like this is what needs to happen kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And which is like the most like kind of like talking about vulnerability of like <laughs> how to hold that. I I, I was going to say that like just that's my process is like as like someone who teaches about self-care is that my self-care is always really changing. And as my life changes and that it's just not a linear process and how to, how to just accept that it's not going the way I want it to go sometimes and like come back again and, and again to find that those things that can help me to, to stay connected. So it, it feels really um, beautiful and I'm sure hard to like kind of go through that on your end too. Thank you for sharing about that. It's, that feels Absolutely. really important. And like, again, reading your birth story, I'm going to post a, um, a link to it in the show notes because I just thought your birth story was really one of the more important things I've read since being pregnant of just being like, okay, because I have like, we're doing a home birth and have a midwife yeah. and a doula and everything. And I'm, but your story, I was like, okay, but it could be different than that. And so I'm going to be yeah. intentional in the way that I plan for this, but I'm also going to be open for what actually happens yeah. in the process. Totally. 
yeah, birth is such a mystery. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's a beautiful mystery, though. It's really an amazing experience, and I think no matter what happens, it's uh, it's really powerful. I found that song, by the way. So it's Om Hram, H-R-A-U-M, Mitraya, M-I-T-R-A-Y-A, and it's by Deva Pramal. And so anyway, you can listen to it if you ever want to, but it's just a cool, chill song. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll find a link for that and put it in the show notes, too. But I've always loved Eva a lot. Um, tell us more about, um, the, it's called Womb Songs, right? That's the, the yeah. songs that you write, or is it Heart Songs? It's Womb Songs. You're right. And tell us about the process of how, how you would go about writing a song for a set of parents and what, what it looks yeah. like to like figure out what that is. Yeah. So basically, um, what I do, I meet with parents either in person or over Skype, so I can meet with anybody pretty much anywhere, which is really nice. And I meet with them for just like half an hour to an hour, and I have certain questions that I ask them. And what I want to know from them, I want to talk about their pregnancy a little bit, how it's been, what's been going through their mind, what are their kind of thoughts and feelings about this baby that's coming. Um, And I want to know what is it that you want to tell your baby? What do you want them to know? What do you want to express to them right now? You know, what do you hope for them? What do you love about them, even though you haven't met them yet? You know, what do you, what do you feel like they're like already? What's their personality telling you? Um, things like that. So I can kind of just get them talking and about their baby and their hopes and dreams and love and all that good stuff. I take a bunch of notes as they're talking on my computer, and I I just type out as much of their exact words as I possibly can. So as they're talking, I'm just typing typing their words down and just kind of getting a bunch of text on my computer. And then I, I sit down later after we meet and look through that, and I pull out words and phrases that... Um, kind of stick out to me that are like, oh, this is a beautiful phrase that they want to say to their, to their baby. They want them to know, you know, that they will always love them and that they're safe and cared for, something like that. Um, I pull out those words and I kind of put them in a separate document on my computer. And then I take that and I start to write a song with those words. And so essentially it ends up where um, these parents receive an original song that is using almost all of their original words with, you know, some connected words here and there, some kind of my interpretation of different things they said. And I give them a, a rough copy of it, so I record it um, and, and send it to them over email, send them the lyrics, and I tell them, you know, what do you think? What do you want to change about it? Is there anything that you don't like? Is there any words that don't fit or that you want to shift or change? Because it's your song, and I want it to be exactly how you want it to be. Um, I also, when I'm talking to them in the first place, I talk about like what style of music they might want it to be. Typically, um, the songs that I write are relaxing. They're more like kind of a lullaby feel, so they're not usually super-duper upbeat. They can be if the parents really want that. But my intention with writing these songs is to give the parents something that they personally can sing to their baby while they're in the womb and also after they're born anytime you know as a lullaby as just a, a song they sing when they're nursing them or when they're playing with them or anytime or when they're putting them to bed um, and so I want the song to be simple enough that anybody can sing it um, so it's not usually super duper complex or, or complicated I want it to convey their exact words and feelings and I want it to just be a beautiful piece of music that they can have forever. Um, and so, so far it's been a really 
you know, I've written probably six or seven maybe so far, so not a ton, but I have them all up on my website um, that you can listen to. I have, well, not all of them, but I have a good a good handful of them up on my, on my website. And it kind of, um, you know, it's just a cool, different, unique way for parents to express some of their feelings toward, the, toward this baby. And the feedback I've gotten from parents who have, who have done this is like, that it's a really special thing that this song now has a lot of meaning for them. Um, and I'm actually working on a grandparent song right now for my kid. <laughs> my mom um, wants to write a grandparent song for him. So we t- I had an interview with her and talked about her, what she wants to tell her grandson, and I'm going to put that into a song for her. So it, it can be done for any you know, parent, grandparent, caregiver, whoever. Um, and it's just a really cool, special thing. Mm. I love it. Because, too, I'm thinking about, um, you know, how helpful that is for the parent or the grandparents. It's a great idea. Yeah. And, um, but also just that, that, like, thinking about the baby and, like, how, what, yeah. what a huge transition that is to be like, I have been in this womb for a long time and I have no idea what's going on right now and I'm oh. cold and hungry and all these things that I haven't felt yeah. before. And to have the continuity of that music to be, like, the, another womb outside of the body that can hold the baby as well. Totally. Yeah, there's been studies done that show that, you know, if you play the same song or sing the same song over and over while the baby's in the womb, that they show that they they recognize the song, you know, they'll turn towards it or they recognize your voice. And so I tell parents, even if parents say, oh, I'm not a singer, I'm not a, I'm not a good singer, I don't have a good voice, I tell them, you know, to your baby, your voice is the most beautiful sound in the world. Like your heartbeat, your voice, your own sounds is what your baby wants to hear and what they're comforted by. So um, I encourage all parents to sing to their babies as much as they can just because it's, it's such a comforting and a bonding thing that you can do. Mm. My my partner, Mike and I were like, you know, so like we don't know what's going to happen and all this, but we're like thinking about rituals and practices and we were just visiting a couple of friends of mine who have two young kids and they, every morning we were there, they just put on the same playlist of songs and it was just, it created such a nice mood. So that was like when we left that week, we, were like, we just need to keep, you know, some continuity of music and that we have this whole like Saturday morning music idea. So, um, yeah, just what do we do for, for like, just to like, yeah, I, I love I love what's coming out in, in this episode. I'm going to use it just what, what can hold us when everything feels really crazy and out of control and that, that we can sing and we can dance and we can do these very basic human things that we've done since, since the dawn of humanity that are actually really familiar. Yeah, yeah, totally. Tap into that. That's so awesome. And the whole process of you interviewing them and just having a, a moment to articulate both yeah. partners sitting down together that feels very therapeutic to me it is and it's you'd be surprised like most parents I mean you don't talk about that usually like what are our hopes and dreams for this baby you know like it's just not something that often comes up in conversation and so yeah a lot of parents sit down they're like oh I don't know let me let me think about that I don't know you know and I, um, it's a really cool chance for the partners too that aren't carrying the baby to be able to articulate their feelings because a lot of times I don't know if you found this but you know, the birth world centers mostly around moms and about around the pregnant person. And so um, I want to always make sure that the partner feels like 
I want their words in this song too. You know, I want them to feel like this is our song. It's not just mom's song with the baby. It's our song as a family. You know, so that yeah, that process of interviewing them is is really cool to see. You know, there's usually tears. There's usually people. You know, they just are like, wow, I didn't know. I felt so strongly about this little being that isn't even here yet. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is so cool. And I love that, that you're including the partners. My my partner is like, sometimes when I go to the midwives, I feel like they just don't even look at me. Yeah, it's so true. And I, it's a bummer. I feel like that's a total bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I always like to to hear um, what what self care means for you. I mean, this whole concept that I that I base everything on is I, I love it that I I always get surprised by people's definitions. So for you in your life and and for holding so much space for other people and their their own processes, like what helps you to stay balanced and how do you really define self care for yourself? Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say music is one of my huge self care practices. <laughs> if you didn't already guess. I um, I mean, I use music a lot personally in my life, besides my work, besides being a music therapist. Um, I, I just love using music to process my emotions, so I find songs that kind of express what it is that I'm feeling and listen to those sometimes. So definitely creating playlists, listening to music as much as I can, um, creating music just for the fun of it, like writing silly songs with my kid or about, you know, funny things, and um, it's kind of therapeutic to me and helps me to just be silly, be silly and like see the lighter side of things um for me self-care gosh as a person in a healing profession as a therapist myself it's so important I feel like to do self-care and for me it's like I try to kind of see like okay physically what am I doing emotionally mentally spiritually you know like how are socially all these kind of domains in my life like Physically, I do yoga, I exercise, I walk, things like that. You know, I eat, try to eat, like, really yummy, good, nutritious food. I drink a ton of water, things like that, just to keep my body feeling at its best. Um, I try to not do a lot of sugar and caffeine, as hard as that is sometimes to avoid. Um, And then, like, emotionally, using music to process my emotions is huge. Talking to my partner is huge. Um, spiritually, like being out in nature, you know, connecting with the earth and connecting with my higher power is is one of my ways that I that I do self care. Um, you know, mentally, trying all those things, like trying to be able to focus on the different parts of myself and make sure that I'm meeting the needs that I need to meet. And it definitely is a a learning process, and it's not always perfect by any means. Like, it's usually, I'm usually pretty good in one area, another area is kind of lacking, and so I, I always am trying to think of, like, how can I balance these out, and, like, where can I kind of, where can I boost um, something that's lacking in my life right now? So I think right now I'm pretty good with, like, um, exercising and eating well, but sleep is hard because of having a little baby. So, like, that part of my physical self is is a little bit challenged right now so I think giving ourselves a lot of slack too is really important especially as a new parent like allowing myself to just be tired and like be like 60% of my usual or even like 20% of my usual self to know that that's okay and that this will pass and I'll you know every day is different and uh and to try not to beat myself up about it is, is really huge for me because, you know, it's easy, I think, for us to compare 
ourselves to other people and to see, like, well, look how this mom is doing. Like, she's doing everything, and she's, you know, amazing, and I'm just here in my dirty clothes, and I haven't showered or whatever, to know that uh, everyone has days like that and, and that, uh, you know, being a new parent is, uh, it's no joke. It's learning a whole new world of skills and, uh, you know, take it one day at a time for sure. That's my philosophy. Mm. <laughs> Uh, well, well, thanks for sharing, just like breaking it down on the different levels. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. there are different things that feed our spirit that maybe our body is going to just need a little something different. Yeah, um, yeah. And then to like talk about like the, it's really hard to stay balanced in all of those things. I, I like to think of it like a game of whack-a-mole sometimes that like get yeah. one thing down and then the next thing pops up and I can only imagine how being, I will soon learn how being a parent will add a lot more like little moles in that. Um, (laughs) um, But I I always like to think of um, balance is not a noun or not like a fixed state of like finding balance, but I like to think of balance as more of a verb that we're always balancing to be like, okay, we've got spiritual stuff really down. So like, let's find some time to exercise and just always like knowing that we can rebalance and balance again. And that's going to be probably the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. That's a good point. And and I love that you said that sometimes self-care is just being easier on yourself because I think that's we we like in our quest to be perfect, we forget. Like, and I think so many people come into self-care wanting to be perfect already. And, you know, like just to that, I think some of the deepest self-care is like self-forgiveness. Totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Beth, how can people stay in touch with your work and perhaps, new parents can find you to um, make some playlists for their birth or maybe write a womb song for them. So my website is hearttonesdoula.com, and you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, all those things um, under Heart Tones Doula. Um, SoundCloud, you can actually listen to some of the excerpts from some of my womb songs that I've written. I also have my website on the very home page if you scroll down there's a mailing list sign up where you can sign up for my email list and I send out a free uh, guide to creating your own birth playlist and some tips for that so I um, encourage you guys to check that out as well and I work with parents all over the, the country via Skype so if, if anyone is interested in working together either to create playlists or to write a womb song um, you can just go to my website and connect with me there and I would love to meet you and work with you. Yeah, sounds, sounds like some excellent um, prenatal and postnatal self-care. That would be a great investment. And I love your free gift. I'm going to go download it right now. I'm so excited. Check it out. Yes, do. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. I really, um, it's so great to, um, I just love the insights that, that can come forward when, when two people who want to talk about self-care can can sit down and uh, just sharing your birth story and sharing the work that you do and the way that you've integrated these different worlds and really created something new. I think that's amazing. So thank you for all of that. Thank so you. I'm so wise happy to be here. And, yeah. It's been awesome talking to you. And I honestly cannot wait to read your blog when you write your birth story. I hope you do. I, I mean, no pressure or anything, but um, <laughs> I want to yeah. hear yeah. all about it. 
Cool. Well, I, especially since I got so much out of your birth story, I will definitely um, be keeping you in mind as I return the favor and put it out there <laughs> for all of its, I know, imperfect glory. Yes, <laughs> that exactly. will come out of it. Exactly. Emphasis on both parts of imperfect and glory. And and yes. I hope I get to meet you in person someday. I, I hope mean, so too. Next time I go to Saint, um, Salt Lake City, I'm gonna yeah. heed your dad's advice and let's have some tea. I would love that. That would be wonderful. <laughs> all right. Well. Thank you to everyone who is listening to, and um, I, I think some takeaways perhaps for people who are not parents are just like music as a form of transition. If you were going through a hard time, and I know so many people right now who are going through some pretty deep transitions, be it in losing people or moving places or job transitions, to, that, to make that playlist for yourself or keep going back to that song, whatever it is that you need that helps you just to feel and, and to create that into your self-care. And, um, and if you are a parent out there, to, to really think about your birth playlist a little bit more, which is what I'm going to talk to my partner about tonight. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thank you all. Keep taking care of yourself. Oh, I'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place.